0: What's going on, Lions fans? It's your boy here, Ben Miller, with the West Side Lions podcast. We are back for another episode here. We are real football. The games are going on. We finally have real football games to talk about. Not preseason, not training camp, real games. Sadly, we did not start it off the way we wanted to, but we still want to talk about it. With me, as always, I've got my... My loyal, trusty companion here, Austin Rudlin. Austin, how you doing today, man? Hey,
1: I'm doing great, Ben. Uh, hanging in there, trying to get over yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it.
0: Um, but it's good to hear from you today. Uh, today, we all here are uh, incredibly lucky to have a wonderful guest with us today. Uh, we have. A writer from the Pride of Detroit website, Mike Payton, is with us. Mike, how are you doing today, man?
2: I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate you coming on, man. Um, Mike, like all of us here at the West Side Lions podcast, is from the west side of the state. So, I feel like it's only fitting that Mike's on here with us, man. Uh, it feels good to have another West Side Lion fan here.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah, gotta love uh, West Michigan, um... It's cool. I actually got to see Ben not, not too long ago, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll see Austin around one of these days. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely love yeah. this side of the state. Yep. So, uh, we
0: we like I said, super happy to have you here. So let's just get right into it here. Uh, Lions versus the Eagles. Um, it was a close game It ended up being close. I don't think it looked like it was going to end close for quite a lot of the game, but... I mean, it ended closer than it did last year. It ended, uh, Eagles 38, Lions 35, and a lot of stuff happened in this game. A lot of good, a lot of bad, but let's just kind of get into our original, initial thoughts that we had after this game. Um, I'm not going to throw Mike under the bus first. Austin, why don't you start us off? Give us your initial reactions from this game, um, and what you were thinking afterwards.
1: Yeah, uh, look, we came out great, um, You know, went right down the field, were able to score. Um, I was pretty pumped after that. And then I feel like we just fell flat on our face. Uh, We couldn't get anything going. Um, Our offense was stagnant. Um, Our defense couldn't get any stops. Um, We were able to get pressure. And then it was so deflating to just watch Hertz, you know, scamper around them and just keep ripping off runs. that that was that was really disappointing to watch. Um, it was unfortunate, um, but obviously we haven't had a ton of practice against uh, mobile QBs, so uh, you know we'll hope to look better against that. Moving on, um, but yeah.
0: Telling me are you telling me Tim Boyle and David Blau are not guys <laughs> that you would put down for scrambling quarterbacks? You don't no. have them down for that.
1: Uh, no, and, and even Aiden Hutchinson, you know, he, he came out and said that too.
0: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with a lot of that stuff. I mean, we're going to get more in depth with it here, but yeah, for sure, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Mike, what about you? What were your kind of initial thoughts after that game?
2: Well, you know, it wasn't that big of uh, a surprise. I mean, I, I figured that the Lions would be a lot more competitive in this game, and I, I picked them to win too. I thought they would they would uh, keep the score a little bit lower, but you know, it, we saw in the preseason against the Falcons that the, the Lions' defense really struggles with running quarterbacks. And Jalen Hurts is is way better than uh, Marcus Mariota at that at that sort of thing. So, I wasn't surprised uh, to see him gash the team for 96 yards on the ground. And um, mm-hmm. but but other than that, I mean, I think there was some you know there was some things to some positive things to take away. And um, you know, I think I think they'll have a much better outing this this Sunday against Washington. But I'm sure we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, for
0: sure. I had a lot of those same initial thoughts. I, I definitely was a little bit frightened going into the game, um, knowing that they have such a good mobile quarterback. I mean, just look at how he torched us last year. Um, my thoughts going into this game were, you know, the Eagles got significantly better, I think, this offseason. They had probably one of the better off seasons of any NFL team, and they beat us really bad last year. So, I was very interested to see how the Lions would be able to match up to them this year with the Eagles already being much better. Um, So I wasn't as um, upset. I did figure Eagles were going to win. I actually figured that they were going to win for uh, a lot lot larger of a margin. But um, I wasn't as disappointed as what I thought I would be at the end of the game, just because kind of where I already had my expectations, as I think a lot of Lions fans had for this game. Um, Mike, like you said, you 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 chose them to win, but I don't think there was very many um, people out here that had picked the Lions to win this game. Um, and and I feel like it was for good reason.
2: Yeah, totally understandable.
0: So let's let's go into some of the positives that did happen from this game. Um, we'll kind of just go around here in circle and we'll each pick a thing that maybe we saw as positives until we kind of run out. Um, I'll start off with first, I'll just, you know, throw out to you guys, who do you, you know, Austin, I'll start with you. Who do you think, and I, I feel like this is going to be pretty unanimous and pretty easy. Who do you feel like would be the player of the game for this game? Hmm. This is taking much longer, what I feel like it yeah. should need to be. Uh,
1: well, I mean, there's. There's quite a few different names that I could think of. Um, if I, I want to go offense, I'd probably go with Swift. Um, he had some, you know, really great runs um, and was able to definitely open up some passing lanes for us as well.
0: Yeah. Who? Just out of curiosity, who are those other guys you were thinking about?
1: Uh, defense, I was thinking about Malcolm Rodriguez. Um, okay. Obviously, Aiden about. Hutchinson as well. Uh, I think that's point where point you point. wanted me to go. <laughs> no,
0: I I was 100%. And Mike, I don't. You chime in here as well if you agree. I I, I definitely thought Swift was by far the uh, player of the game this game.
2: Yeah, I mean he, he had a career game. Had the most yards that he's ever ever had uh, in his career. He also became the first Lions running back since 1996, which I don't even know if either of you guys were born at that point. Yeah. When I was <laughs> born. Yep. Okay. Uh, his first lines running back since 96, which was Barry Sanders to run for a hundred yards in the, the first week of the season. So there's, there was a lot to love there about Deandre Swift's game. And, and, uh, you know, you saw some of that stuff on, on hard knocks, him working with Deuce Daley and, um, Deuce mentoring him and, and saying go inside and don't give up, uh, uh on the run late. And you, you saw a lot of things, especially, on that um, that late pass to uh, to Swift where he almost ran it in you saw that he was kind of lower in the shoulder and and he was he was getting it for every every inch that he could and then you know I'm going to go with Austin here uh, Malcolm Rodriguez is just you know been the biggest surprise uh, uh, really of the season I think for everybody and and um, you know he had a great game hit tossed Travis Kelsey which was uh, pretty cool to see as a former wrestler myself um, mm. and you know, he was the uh, Lions' highest graded uh, defender on Pro Football Focus, so that's that's a big that's a big deal for a six-round pick to be doing stuff like that. So the Lions may have stole yeah. a guy here.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think he's definitely on one of my things of of uh, on my positives list. So we'll we'll just get into Rodrigo here because um, I think in a game that relied a lot on linebackers and and guys to kind of watch out for, you know. Like Dan Campbell said it earlier today, you got to do, you know, your rush lanes and all that. You got to stick in your lanes. Um, I feel like Rodrigo is about one of the only positives of that. I think Alex Anzalone had some um, certain spots where he looked good. He had some decent speed getting out on uh, one of the outside runs that I think it was Jalen Hurts at that point, And he kind of went over, tracked him down and and it was nice to see. But I think um, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, Austin, about how linebackers are a group that we really, really have been worried about for a while. And I'm, I'm very, very excited to see Rodrigo kind of come up and, and play well. Austin, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add about, you know, what you saw from Rodrigo?
1: Yeah, I mean, he played he played very well for, you know, a six-round pick rookie coming in. Um, you know, obviously, I think we were all very surprised on – the, the level of talent that he had coming into camp and just going into this first week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, blew all expectations out of the water, I think, for what we kind of had you, for him.
0: Did you see he was still rocking that the cowboy boots and the, <laughs> and the hat walking into the game today? Love to see that from him. Um, he
1: said that was going to be his game day fit for the it's year.
0: True. It, it's true. I mean, and he was looking good. He's out to steal all these mom's hearts. So um, he's got the salsa and everything. Uh, The next thing. So I've heard a lot of people talk um, that this might have been a little bit of a negative. However, I want to put down our pass rush as a positive for me because their goal for this game was to make Jalen Hurts uncomfortable and make him move around in the pocket which they did because they were just consistently sending pass rush and they just weren't able to contain after they had already pass rushed. So um, I, from where we were at last year with our pass rush, I think that, you know, at least the amount of times we were able to get back and if it was not a mobile quarterback, probably get a sack. Um, I was very excited to see that. What did you think about pass rush, Austin?
1: Yeah, very well. Um, I mean, you could see consistently throughout the whole game that they were able to get pressure on the QB. Um, they are moving Hutchinson and Harris up and down the line. They were rushing from, you know, the inside. They had them on the outside. Um, they put them right next to each other in the middle and just rushed them right up the middle. Um, it was just unfortunate, like you said, that we weren't able to actually get to the QB and get him for a sack
0: right Mike um, Hutch was rated as one of the worst pass rushers in this game are you worried about Hutchinson right now
2: no not at all I mean if if this was like this was not the the right quarterback and the right game to to make a judgment call on whether or not he's a good pass rusher I mean, he he definitely got back there a few times See, there were there were multiple times especially early in the game where he he could have got a hand on Hurts and um, just kind of just missed him but you know, I mean, he's a rookie and and things like that are going to happen. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, rushing in there and missing guys. And that's just rookie mistakes that uh, that that's something that you, you get over over time. I think I think the Lions are going to have a much better pass rush uh, against uh, a guy like Carson Wentz, who's who's more stay in the pocket type of quarterback. And, and they're going to get a give him a lot of, a, a lot more trouble. But I mean, with that said, you know, they, they did everything they could against Hertz and, and they made him work for it. You know, he only, he, you know, he, he had a great game on the ground, but when it came to passing, he, he was only, you know, 56% on his completion percentage, which isn't that great at all. Um, so, you know, they, they made him work for everything that he got. And, and, and you know, I think some of those runs were a, a good deal of those runs were a result of that pass rush where, you know, he had to get out of there and, and uh, and make things work. So yeah, I mean, there, there's some positive to take from that. Yeah, I think so
0: too. And and kind of transitioning here with what you said there about his passing game, I think another positive needs to be our defensive backs didn't have an awful day, an awful game. I mean, especially Okuda, I I feel like had a pretty decent game. Um, I think you know anyone going against AJ Brown's going to look. You know, a little bit goofy every now and then, and and that definitely happened. But I mean, Devonte Smith had a big old goose egg today. Like zero receptions on. I think it was five or six. Four attempts, targets, so. I think. Four targets. Okay, so, I mean that it's Devonte. He was a first round pick last year and like early on. So, I mean that's not nothing. And a lot of people who have been saying, you know, Okuda is a bust, Austin, and um, all of this <laughs> stuff. You know, not. Not sure what he could be. I think this was a pretty good game for Okuda. Uh, Mike, I'll throw it right to you. What did you think about Okuda in this uh, backfield?
2: Yeah, I thought he I thought he looked really good. There were there were a couple great pass breakups. You know, there was a pass interference call which seemed a little iffy to me. But um, other than that, I, I mean, there was another play where um, he gave AJ Brown way too much cushion and and wound up paying for it. But uh, but there was a lot a lot to like there from Okuda. You know, there's a guy who hasn't hasn't really had a chance to get on the field and and play as much because of these injuries that he's been dealing with. And um, I I've long looked at Okuda as a guy that he's got tremendous work ethic. Uh, You know, he's the kind of guy you want to have on your team. And he's just, he just needed the right coach and, and Aubrey Pleasant and and, uh, Aaron Glenn and Dan Campbell, those are the guys that are going to help him get over. And and so far he's, he's doing that. Uh, You know, he had some good looks in the, in the preseason as well. You know, he's, he's playing like a guy that, that didn't have a torn Achilles last year, you know. So uh, there's a lot to, lot to be happy about when you look at Okuda for sure.
0: Now, Mike, I'm real, I'm curious here um, because I know I've talked to Austin about this before, um, and I'm just curious on your mentality on Will Harris because it seems the coaching staff loves him, in certain things. Austin and myself, we just can't see what it is that they love about him. What do you What are your thoughts on Will Harris? I
2: think that they. I think it's really an athleticism thing. I mean, Will is a good athlete. Um, I think he just mentally gets lost out there uh, a lot, and and I think he has a hard time figuring out um, what he's supposed to be doing. And there was, and you saw that with that big AJ AJ Brown catch. It was, you know, Will was, his he kept moving his head, which you know, it's like he didn't know what where the ball was coming from. And then, right. you know, he didn't turn his head at the right time and couldn't make a play on it and just got beat. I mean, that's the kind of thing that happens to Will. And, and, you know, I, I think that there's a, there's space on a team for a guy like Will Harris as a backup corner, maybe a, uh, a special teams guy. Um, I, I would, I, I would not be putting him out there in an important time. Um, but, you know, uh they kind of they kind of had to okuda was dealing with some cramps and stuff so they kind of had to go with will harris but i I don't know man i i don't i don't see him being around after after 2022 unless he really gets going but um you know as we know for a while it's been a struggle yeah i thought about that last year so
0: i don't know what's going on anymore at this point um so let's Move Austin. I guess I'll throw it to you real quick. Did you have anything? I know you're a big Okuda hater. Did you want to throw anything in there about him?
1: No. I. I mean, I thought he played very well for. Um. You know the injury that he's recovered from. Um. He looked very athletic out there. Uh. Unfortunately, he was beat on that. You know the one big. AJ Brown play there. Um. But he did a he did a great job against uh, Smith. So. Yeah, kudos to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's kind of went along. We kind of already touched on it. Uh, the run game looked really, really good. Swift just absolutely looks like the running back that Deuce Staley is wanting him to become. And I ha- I'm going to be honest, I was a little bit worried after watching Hard Knocks, kind of seeing his reaction to how Deuce was coaching him. I was maybe a little bit thinking that he wasn't very receptive to Deuce's coaching style, or something. He just kind of looked like he was, um, just kind of going with the flow and not really, you know, having that grit kind of a thing that that I think a lot of players show. Like Jason cabinda wide open with Dan Campbell giving his speeches, you know, that's not the kind of guy Swift is. But it sure looked like, like Mike said, you know, Deuce was telling him get inside. He went inside and made a big play, or if it wasn't making a big play, he was still getting like an extra five yards or so, just getting towards the middle going inside or, you know, fighting for every yard instead of just going outside. So uh, I think that Swift really, really was coming on there. And I think a big part of that that we need to address is the O-line really was looking good. Um, Logan Stenberg did not do great in the backup filling in for Halapuli Vadivaitai. I think he had a zero rating on PFF for pass block, if if I'm remembering that correctly. That's
2: correct. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a zero on PFF before, but <laughs> uh, I guess there's a first for those things. And apparently he was better in the run game. Um, don't know how he could get worse, but the rest of the team, you know, the. Offensive line was looking pretty good. I was a little surprised Ragnow was actually rated kind of lower on our on the PFF as well. But I mean, Sewell looked pretty good. The rest of, I mean, Jonah Jackson just looked phenomenal out there. Um, there was, I forgot which play it was, but just watching him just barrel over a guy, I, I kind of like jumped up and I'm like, yeah, there you go, Jonah Jackson. That's, that's what I want to keep seeing. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, I think that Logan Sandberg is going to kind of come along here, you know, with a little bit more repetition. He didn't really go at right guard a lot uh, during you know preseason and everything. So I think it's a little bit of an adjustment period, but I I think he's going to start, you know, doing a little bit better here while uh, Vitae's on IR. Um, Austin, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the O-line play here?
1: Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought they played uh, pretty well. Um... Obviously, Swift was able to get some big runs. Um, you know, I thought they did a really good job of making those lanes open for him. Um, and then going off of that, even our wide receivers getting in on that as well, making some big blocks. Um, that was huge for us. Um, I think it was Amon Ross, St. Brown that had, you know, two pretty big blocks that Swift was they were able to all get.
0: Blocking really well. Like yeah, they were all in there blocking.
1: I was I was really surprised on how much the wide receivers were in there blocking. Um, that that was really great to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, do you have anything else you wanted to add on this O line?
2: Yeah, I, you know I was a little surprised that he went with Logan Stenberg. Um, mm-hmm. You know I thought maybe uh, Evan Brown would have been the perfect situation to attempt to cover in there. You know we saw what he did last year uh, filling in for uh, Frank Rag now. And, and he played really well and, and the lions were lucky to get him back. And I wouldn't be shocked if Evan Brown is, uh, you know, a, a big free agent next year, not a, you know, obviously super high paid or anything like that, but I, right. I'm sure there's going to be some, people, some teams that are going to want him, but I'm, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't go with him. And, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if maybe they give that a look against the commanders, because Stenberg, you know, it, it, it was rough with the, uh, the two, two false starts in a row. And then obviously there was, you know, um, Goff's sack uh, was a little bit on on everybody, I guess, but you know Stenberg definitely had had a part in that. And uh, but other than that, you know the offensive line was was exactly as advertised. They were pushing people around. They were opening up holes for for Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift's got to be loving it, I, I would imagine. And 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 besides that one sack that you know Goff took, which was kind of a anomaly, I guess, with a fumbled uh, snap and everything. They protected him all day and uh, gave him very little pressure. So, gotta love what you see yeah. there. It needs.
0: I think it also needs to be said, like this was a defensive line that's not a joke. No, it's no all. joke at all. I mean, it's one of the deepest defensive lines in the NFL too. Like Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox. I mean, they. It just goes on and on and on, and it's all good players. So. The fact that there is only one sack, and like you said, it was kind of a fluky sack, you know, that uh, it's a pretty big positive in my mind that that that, that was a good test. And I, I think that the Lions mainly won on the line of scrimmage there for, uh, for their offensive line. So um, definitely a big plus for this team. Uh, they just got to keep it going. Got to keep it going. Um, So those are all the positives that I had. Did either one of you guys have any other positives that you wanted to talk about real quick before we get over to some of the negatives?
2: Yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of people aren't going to agree with it, but Jared Goff, you know, really, really bad first half, really bad first Mm -hmm. half, but he really cleaned it up in the second half and actually looked pretty, pretty decent. Um, That Mm -hmm. uh, right, Actually, right after that interception, the pick six is when, Goff really just started to play well, and um, it, 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 that's kind of his thing, the tale of two halves with Jared Goff. It's last year, the whole season, the first half of the season was really really bad. The second half of the season was was much better. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's maybe a thing with, you know, he hasn't played, uh, he played one, one series during the preseason, and other than that, he hasn't played since last January in a full game. So I think maybe there was some rust to shake off, but uh, I liked mm-hmm. what I saw. Uh, from golf, and, and I like the resolve that he showed too after that interception. Just you know, a lot of a lot of quarterbacks might might turtle and give up on the game after that, but but uh, he kept yeah. going. Yeah, it's a perfect
0: segue because the first one on my negatives was Jared Goff for uh, first half, so yeah. that works out perfectly here. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that Jared Goff started rough. I agree that I believe it really could be you know. It's your first game. You got some jitters, the rust off, whatever. Um, But it also, because I've seen him all last year, it also got me a little bit worried again. I was like, oh, is this going to be the Jared Goff that we're going to continue to see? Are we going to get good plays? So the second half really started to, you know, calm me down a little bit. But now the thing is, with how hot his seat is this year, we have to continue to see it for other games. He has sure. to continue this streak. He can't just do it for a, a half and get close to a comeback. he's gotta he's gotta take us through a full game and they gotta start, you know, having a full four quarters of good play instead of just coming on at the end. It's just with the way his you know seat is right now, he's gotta show a little bit more for me. Austin, what about you? what did you what did you think on on Jared?
1: Yeah, um. Like you guys both said, you know, first half was kind of, you know, just a half that we kind of throw away. Um, Not a whole lot to get from that. Um, Second half was definitely better after that interception. Um, To me, it looked like he struggled on his reads um, multiple times. He was thrown into, you know, double coverage, triple coverage. Um, But, I mean, it got better. Um, he was, you know, he attempted a few deep balls, um, and was able to connect on a couple, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously I think it's going to get better from here, um, as he gets more comfortable, um, and more rapport with his wide receivers as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and the way that they've looked all preseason, I, I really do think that, that it could continue to to get better and better here. Uh, we just got to see it. We just got to see it. Uh, the next negative I had for this game, and we talked about it a bit already, is is the running back quarterback or the running quarterback is this team's kryptonite uh, as of right now. Uh, we have not seen a whole bunch of running quarterbacks, so having one that we face and that is good has so far been a problem for us. Um I'm not going to really go too much on it cuz like I said we already kind of talked about it. Uh but one thing we didn't really get into much and and kind of goes along with that though a little bit is our run defense. Um I I didn't think the run defense was that great and and I was a little bit worried about this in I think preseason one game and then I was a little less worried about it for the other two because our backups did pretty decent against the run but I'm kind of worried again about our run defense. It it didn't seem to do great. Uh, Austin, what did you think about the defense and, and stopping the run?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely was not our um, strong suit. Um, I mean, obviously, I I thought it was going to be a lot better than what we were able to show. Um, yeah, I mean, I I just didn't see it this game. Hmm. Mike, what about
0: you? Do you have any uh, any positives from the run defense, or did you kind of have the same feelings
2: that we did? Um, you know, it was, it was pretty similar feelings to what you did. It's it, The run defense was a problem last year, and it seems like that's still going to be an, a little bit of an issue this year. Uh, 216 rushing yards. All four of the Eagles' offensive touchdowns were uh, on the ground. So, yeah, there's, there's some issues there. Um, but, you know, I wonder how much that has to do with kind of, you know, um, the defense was kept really honest by by Jalen Hurts, and you really never knew what they were going to do. And I think that uh, kind of threw threw these young team these young guys off because our lines are super young. So mm-hmm. it's something that they might be able to get better at, uh, you know, as the season progresses. But you know, the the lucky thing for them is you know they're not going to have to face Jalen Hurts every week. And uh, you know you're you're going to go out to more uh, stable pocket guys you know coming up next week with Wentz and then. Kirk Cousins after that, and you do have Geno Smith, who you know I really don't even know what to think of Geno Smith at this point. I guess we'll see tonight. I, I right. it's <laughs> probably not going to be good, but, um, but yeah, so you know, there's there's some work to be done there for sure, and uh, they gotta they gotta they gotta start getting back there and getting contained and and uh, making sure they fix that up.
0: I think it's also, again, we talked about it on the other side of the ball. It's also worth mentioning. This is probably one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Um, Not a single. I mean, there was, uh, I think, one of them that was not uh, their normal one. I can't remember which one it was. Um, But, I mean, the rest of that offensive line is just absolutely amazing. And so you were kind of expecting, at least I was expecting, a little bit of some running to happen especially like Mike said on a young defensive line. Um, I mean, there are all veterans on the other on Eagles' side of the ball there. So you, you kind of also have to remember that it was kind of like a perfect storm right now for the lions to look a little bad there. So um, I think, I think it's positive in the fact that they didn't give up more because I, I'm going to say it again, just look at last year and look at how the team did and just got, just obliterated in the run game and i think it could have been close to that way again this year but uh i'm glad that they at least got a little bit better there um another big thing that i wanted to talk about uh before i get into my my uh negative player of the game uh is a little uncharacteristic for the lions but we had a few dropped passes going on like People that usually don't, like Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, DJ Chark, Reynolds, even Jamal Williams, they all had drops. Like that's not that's not like them at all. Um, and I was a little surprised by that. Dan Campbell said today that dropped passes uh, is like fumbles. It's kind of like you know, it's infectious. Once one person does it, it kind of starts to spread. Um, so I think maybe. I'm hoping that maybe they just cut that out now because, I mean, there was one to Reynolds. It probably would have been a touchdown. I think Goff maybe put it a little bit, a little bit outside, uh, you know, a little bit long for him, but I mean, it hit Reynolds' hands, so that that needs to be a catch. And I think that if he would have caught it, it would have been a touchdown. And um, and like I said, I, Jared Goff didn't do a ton of favors for them in the first half, but uh, the, the drop passes, they just can't happen. In order for you know a team to be successful um austin did you i mean obviously draft passes is a problem but do you think it's something that's going to be something that we have to worry about ongoing or or do you think this was just like a one-time thing jitters and it's done
1: um you know i think part of it was the receiver um i think part of it was golf as well um Like you said, I feel like some of those passes were, you know, a little outside. Um, A few were thrown behind the receiver. Um, So I think that's something that will improve with time as they get used to each other more. Um, Obviously, this is golf's first season with Chark. um, So that will hopefully get better Um, and, you know, just continue with the other receivers as well.
0: Mike, are you worried about the drop passes at all?
2: Uh no, not really. You know, as we know, Amon Ross St. Brown is it, you know, this is like very uncharacteristic of him. He's he, the guy practices on his Jugs machine every every day. I wouldn't be surprised if he was doing it yesterday after the game. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think that we're gonna see a whole lot of drops. Um I've noticed that Jamal Williams has kind of had some issues with the those short passes underneath. You saw that a little bit in the preseason too. So hopefully he gets that cleaned up. Um, man, Josh Reynolds catches that, that one ball. That's we're, we're talking about a win today, probably. Um, right. but little stuff like that, you know, they got to get better. Um, but no, I don't think it's a big, huge concern. Some of those drops were, you know, not, not very well thrown balls. Uh, like, uh, like Austin said. So I, I think going forward, you'll, you'll see, uh, you'll see some better stuff from them, especially St. Brown. I just can't imagine that that's going to be a problem for him.
0: Yeah, kind of the first thing that ran through my head when he dropped that was was like you said, I, I bet you he goes straight to the jugs machine now and and, and he's on that thing because he's not going to want to have that happen again. Um, so, yeah, certainly I, I'm not too worried about it either, which then does lead me to, in my opinion, the most negative thing that happened yesterday. Um, I hated to see it was Tracy Walker got ejected out of the game. Uh, for um, double unsportsmanlike uh, fouls, he he tried to make a tackle. And, and I understand it. You know, you're getting heated and whatever, but you, I mean, whenever a quarterback slides, you gotta go up. You can't, you know, get a shot right to his head and then get up and immediately, you know take a swing at a player. like that's gonna get you kicked out, and it did. Um, and that's a shame to see because he's a captain on this team. He, you know, Dan Campbell said after, you know, after they signed him, you know, this is your team. This is your team. And to come out and kind of show this, I, I don't know, it it upset me a little bit. Mike, did it, did it upset you as much?
2: Yeah, you just, you don't want to, you don't want to see that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's, I, I get it with the sliding. It's, you know, it's, I guess it's a little subjective. You don't know maybe he was sliding too late. Maybe some of these guys slide early There's, It's, it's, it's a hard thing to to control. And I, I get that when you're going hundred miles per hour, it's hard to stop yourself, but you know, Tracy's got to be better than that. And, and, you know, you, I know people are going to argue on, on Tracy's behalf. And I get that. And, uh, you know, that's what lions fans do. That's what, that's what fans do. They protect their, their players and their teams, but you know, when when you got when that guy is going low, you you can't go low with him. And that's exactly what Tracy did. and he and he shouldered that shouldered right to the helmet. and and then, yeah, and then even worse than that, you know you can't you cannot be a hothead. You can't get up and i I know you're passionate, Tracy. Like I know that. Uh, but you can't get up and 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 swing at somebody. You just you can't do it. And it's, yeah, it is a bummer because he was having a really good game up until that point. And yes, he, he already had a sack, and, and he was
0: yep. really starting to come on. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. looking good. I, I think that the Lions probably really, really missed having him on the field there for the rest right. of that
2: game. And then as soon as he goes out, you know, they immediately attack Juju Hughes for a big play. And it's like little stuff like that. It it it, comp- it compounds together, and and, uh, and before you know it, you know, you're losing a game, yep.
1: so.
0: Absolutely. Austin, do you have anything you wanted to add on to Tracy Walker?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you guys pretty much covered it there. Um, but he played really well up until that. And then, you know, just unfortunate play uh, that that stuff happens, unfortunately, though.
0: Yeah, it, that stuff does happen. But, you know, like everyone said, you, you can't you can't then get up and swing at a player. It's just, you know. Take it, move on, get yourself, you know, take yourself away so you're not so heated. But, you know, uh, I know that he's he's wanting to learn from that, become a better leader from it. So so hopefully we can see that and uh, hopefully he just you know bounces back from it. But that's really all of the big negatives that I had for this game. Uh, Austin, Mike, do either one of you guys have anything else you want to add into the negatives for this game?
1: Uh, I got one question for you guys. Um, What was your thoughts on uh, Campbell's timeout and uh, his uh, decision to do that onside kick?
0: Mike, I'll let you start with this one.
2: Uh, You know, Dan Campbell's aggressive. I mean, that's, that's who he is. I'm not at all shocked by the onside kick. And I get it when at that point the Eagles had not punted yet. And you you've got to do something to to get the ball yet back. And the, in fact, the Eagles didn't punt until the fourth quarter, and and they only did it twice in the entire game. So they they were trying to get the ball back and and get something going on offense. So yeah, I mean I get the onside kick. I'm totally cool with that. As far as the timeout goes, um, you know that's that's I I don't know. It, it depends on where you're coming from it because it's on one hand you can look at it and say. You know, they gave they gave the Eagles a free timeout, gave them time to uh, uh, get that get back together. I mean, they had just taken that sack from from Tracy Walker. It was second and fourteen. Uh, you know, you want to keep that clock rolling. You want to keep everything. Uh, you want to keep that going. You want to keep that momentum going. Uh, but on the other hand, I I can see how you would want to make sure that you you know you're putting the right defense out there. You're putting the right right play on that next thing. It's a really big moment, but. Yeah, I don't know, you know, I think with time management, there's there's not a fan a fan group in the in the league who's happy with their coach's time management. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a little subjective to me. I I you know, coaches are going to call timeouts in weird times and sometimes it works and you go, "Man, that guy's a genius." And then other times it doesn't work and you go, "What the hell was he thinking?" So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think
0: that <clears throat> the onside kick totally made sense to me. Like Mike said, I mean, they hadn't stopped the offense all game anyway. Um, why kick it down the field and make them, you know, take out nine minutes easily um, just to get it to a touchdown or a field goal anyway? You might as well give, your, uh, give yourself a shot to get the ball back. Um, and then if they're going to come score on you, it'll be quicker anyway. Um, and then the timeout, I don't know, you know, whether or not he was just trying to Um, manage the clock so he could find, you know, find the right play to call or or if he was really hoping that the defense was going to make a stop so that they could get the ball back with some time. But, um, I mean, it's always easy to say whether or not things should happen in hindsight, you know, because by then everything has been decided and it's easy to say yes or no. But I think, you know, I, I think Dan Campbell and the way that he calls things going forward on fourth downs, Um, His aggressive nature for play calling is a welcome addition to this team for me. I love it. So anytime that this kind of stuff happens, even though, you know, sometimes it's not going to work out. I I'd rather I'd take those hits probably every time um, for those times that they do work out uh, just because I really love, I I mean, it's entertaining, right? Like even if it's, even if it's something like a stupid call, it's going to be entertaining. Dane Campbell's not going to stop till that, final whistle blows and he's going to make it entertaining. So I, I'm, I have no problem with it. I I would prefer that he continues to be aggressive and, and tries to, you know, pull those things out. So I had no problem with it. Uh, Mike, did you have anything else you wanted to add for the negatives before we move on to our quick overview of the commanders?
2: No, I think, you know, we basically covered everything. Uh, Run, run defense needs to be fixed up. Um, You got to, you know, Cut out the drops. Jared Goff has to have a better game, you know, uh, at the start of the game instead of in the back half. So no, I think we got everything. All right.
0: Well, we'll move on quick to the Commanders. Like I said, it's just going to be a real quick overview because we're going to do another episode next week to kind of go in depth. Um, the Commanders, I feel like, are a team that a lot of people haven't really. Given any thought to it all this year, I feel like they've been kind of thrown to the side for everyone, and they've kind of become like an the joke of an of the NFL. Um, and I think that they've kind of I think taken that to their advantage. I mean, they won their first week game now, but I I'm not convinced that it's going to be a super difficult game for the Lions. Um, Mike, what do you think about the Commanders? Are they are they sneaky good? Are they not good at all? Are what what are your thoughts on them?
2: Well, I think you know you got to take everybody seriously. Uh, you never know with mm-hmm. with the Lions what the you know who's going to be good and who's going to be bad against them. But uh, you know they're they they've they've got a lot of weapons, especially in the pass game. the The corners are going to get mm-hmm. tested with with uh, Terry McLaurin and and uh, Kurt you know Samuel and 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 all these good. Mm-hmm. John Dotson, who had two yeah. two touchdowns he, in his first a great game. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Gibson too, who's who's really they use a lot in the past game as well. But you know, so they're they're going to get tested. Obviously, Carson Wentz is not the best quarterback in the world, so they're they're going to have a, an easier, a little easier time with him than they than they did with Hurts, uh, um, uh, Jalen Hurts. Thank you. Uh, so you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, I think the Commanders are are a team that could be pretty good. In, 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 a couple of years, I don't know where they're at right now. I don't, I don't think that they're going to be, um, I think the lines are going to win this game is basically <laughs> what I, what okay.
0: I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. All right. Austin, do you have any, um, concerns or thoughts about going into this game?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, like what Mike said, uh, you know, our DBs are definitely going to be tested in this, um, then even their defense has, you know, a few pieces as well. Um, they've got Chase Young. And um,
0: is Chase Young playing in this game? I thought he was injured.
1: Is he injured? I have I no be- idea. I believe he's injured. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Perfect he's not, for not us. Not um, to play. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know, maybe they don't have as many weapons as they thought.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I think. Um. I that's kind of the main thing that I went on with both of our defensive lines is you know our offensive line i think is going to do pretty good against their defensive they still have a you know some players on that defensive line don't get me wrong but i think without like their top pass rusher and chase young i feel like the running game is going to do pretty well um i think that our defensive line like mike said with a non-mobile quarterback in carson wentz i really think that there, I at least I hope that Aaron Glenn continues to dial up that NASCAR package and send in the blitz. And I think that they have a the potential to really make Carson Wentz's day awful with with you know all of the pressures and everything that we could possibly throw at him. So that's what I think I'm most excited for in this game is just to see um, you know how again our 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 line offensive line and defensive line play in this game and And how it could possibly affect the game. So those are kind of my things to look out for in this game. Um, you know, we don't have any anything on injury reports or anything just cause it's so uh, early in the week. Um, but we'll we'll throw something out on the on our Twitter page once we start getting those injury reports coming out. Um, so that's kind of our just brief overview for the commanders. And so, Mike, as I was saying, I'm gonna now, We're all going to go around and we're going to do the one thing that we think we know for this game. Um, As I'm sure you know, it could be a projection of win-loss. It doesn't have to be, though. Um, So just one thing that you are going to hang your hat on that you think you know for this game. So I'll actually just start it off with you here. uh, So lead us on for the Lions versus Commanders.
2: Um, I think that the Lions proved against the Eagles that they can overcome adversity. And that is a big thing that you have not seen in the past with the Lions. Those two false fart, uh, false starts. Whoops, false starts. Uh, <laughs> those two false starts at the beginning of the game. You know that would have killed like the last twenty Lions teams, uh, and it would have ended that drive. They would have wound up kicking a field goal. Instead, they they scored a touchdown. That interception would have killed the last twenty Lions teams, but they came out and 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 kept scoring and got back to within three. So they they overcame a lot of adversity that you know and and I that's a big thing that this Lions team has done that a lot of the past Lions teams haven't done. So I think taking that forward to Sunday with the Commanders, you know that that's a that's a big chip to have on your shoulder. That's a big thing to have with you. This this team's gonna want to win, uh, especially after the the crowd reacted so well to them last week, and they're gonna have another home game. I, I, I really think the Lions are going to come out swinging in this one. And, and overcoming adversity is is going to be
1: one of the big things for them this season.
0: All right.
2: Austin, throw it
0: over to you. What's the one thing you think you know?
1: Um, you know, I'm going to go with a guy that I normally wouldn't give this to. But I'm going to go with golf for this one. Um, I'm going to say he's going to throw at least two touchdowns.
0: Okay. All right. I like that. I thought for a second you were gonna say like, "Okuda oh, is gonna be the defensive oh. player of the week" or something like that.
1: No, I'm know. not going that far yet.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Ooh, I've been thinking about this. I really have. And I think that I think I know that the Commanders are gonna get these nuts, and the Lions are gonna win. Because <laughs> I've been waiting all episode to get that in there. Um. I think Lions are going to pull this one off. I think Lions are going to get their their first win at home this season. And on top of that, I think Aiden Hutchinson has two sacks in this game. That's my things that I think I know for this game. Um, I don't think it's that bold. I don't think it's that bold.
2: No, not at all. I think
0: going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, next week... Uh, we are going to go over this game and we will certainly uh, talk about all of that. I will be at the game. So uh, I'm excited for that. I will be too. Um, Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. And uh, hopefully Jake will be with us again, uh, back with us next week to talk commanders as well. So uh, make sure to look out for that episode, Mike. We want to thank you again, man. We really Uh, appreciated having you on. Um, It's been just absolute pleasure. Hopefully we can get you on again. Some point. For sure. Yep. Just let me know. I'm I'm here. All right, man. We appreciate it from uh, all of us here at the West Side Lions podcast. Uh, have a good weekend and go
2: Lions.